cartoon commentary is not intended for children. Tom, Keith, and Corey are usually wrong, and anything they say can and probably will offend you. Apologies in advance. Commence the podcast. Cartoon commentary. My body is ready. Oh, that's great, because we're recording. Well, that's fortunate. Now, Tom, you said something about how your penis burns. <laughs> she got that checked out. Yeah. Or chopped Jeez. off. I don't know. Something I'm about sorry, something about how it was the your penis was burning so bad it made you cry tears of the kingdom or something. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, are you are you supposed to chop off your penis are when you? your penis burns? Oh, I mean, well, oh, Keith. So, if, are we talking about the actual penises on fire, or it burns when this very pe- much is very on fire? Things. Not well, mine. Okay. But I mean, what if I'm it's looking at if like a little like if you're well endowed and, and like Dick's a little bit at the end is on fire, you, you probably could. I, I, you know. I'm looking at a review from Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, apparently you can make a flame-throwing dick uh, in that game, and I'm watching a clip from somebody who did it, and it's 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 something. It's it goes from it, 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 it does swings away from the body. It 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 uh it is uh it's like on this. I it looks like he's made this like God damn it! What did I type in? kind of character out of <laughs> Corey, I don't want to see Corey's stone. computer right now. <laughs> Corey, Corey, <laughs> Corey typed in the wrong thing. He was just like... Typed in flamethrowing dick. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot the whole Zelda... Um... It's like a flame whip. This is not that... This is not that phallic. Alright. Are you watching the right video? I'm watching whatever comes up when you type in flamethrowing dick at some point. Oh, is it the giant statue with the flame dick? That's what I'm looking at. Are are you watching the video of it? I'm watching basically a gif. Okay, what about Keith? No, I'm pulling up Keith is looking at the same thing I'm looking at, probably. No, Keith's looking at gay porn. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was before we even started talking about this. It's funny because yeah, it's, it's true. So the thing is, though, is that it's a giant. It's not, oh, okay. It's not I see it now. With the deck. I see it's, it. It's I a giant it. statue thing with the deck. I'm sure Nintendo is fucking thrilled about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, they're they're totally not gonna have them take down these videos <laughs> by the time this yeah Nintendo by the time this someone. gets posted. Cease and desist incoming. That's Hear for that, sure. everyone? Save these clips. <laughs> yeah, they'll be worth money. No, they won't. I mean... Um, you never know. Worth the lulls. <laughs> so the thing is, I'm I've, like... I've heard that the the Breath of the Wild game had like crazy physics to it where people have found like some just wild-ass mm. things they could do with that game just because the, you know, the combination mm-hmm. of things. But like... And I heard that they were, you know, the the same physics engine was being carried forward into this game. Mm. But uh, Except now with the intention that they want people to do crazy right. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like like fire dicks. Fire I dicks. guess. I guess. Um, 
I'm I'm completely split on if I'm actually gonna pick it up and play this game just because I didn't finish the first game. I played like probably twenty hours when it came out. Probably a little bit more actually. It's impossible to know that was like four switches ago. Um but I never finished it and I don't have time to play a game like that and finish it, but I and I also feel like based on what I'm seeing in Tears of the Kingdom it's going to make Breath of the Wild hard to go back to, I imagine, with all the mm. improvements and upgrades and new abilities that you're just going to get used to using. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't make a flame dick in a Breath of the Wild, why are you going to play? True. Exactly. Flame dick or nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a game breaker for me. Yeah. But, it, like, from everything I've seen, which is very little... Because uh, at the point of recording this, we're on the day before the game actually comes out. And all the uh, outlets are putting up their reviews. And ever- I haven't seen anything less than a perfect score yet. What, mm. what if this ruins all other games for you, though? Where you're like, listen, I can't play other games that don't have giant flame dicks in them. <sighs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I generally only play <laughs> RPGs platformers, and uh, beat-em-ups. Beat-em-ups. Yep. Beat-em-offs, mm. whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I, I think it's funny that you guys are trying to joke about it. I'm, like, taking a serious... <laughs> taking a serious, like, conversation about it. It's like, yeah. Um, so, like, theoretically... Oh, wow. I So... Because of the whole miscommunication of you making a joke and me taking it as a serious question. <laughs> no, no, it was a serious <laughs> My question. My answer doesn't really make sense. Because, uh, I mean, I guess there could be a beat-em-up with a flaming dick in it. <laughs> there probably is, realistically. I mean, they really missed that opportunity in Double Dragon. Because it could have oh, been... Double yeah. fisting dragon. It could well no, it could it could have been the the double dragon dragons breathe fire. It could have been a reference yeah. to the guy's penises. That could have been like their special move, you know? You you like beat up enough guys, you build up your power bar, and then your dick just unleashes napalm. Mm-hmm. What was you know, what like was Zelda. the name of that that game on Steam? The the I gifted it to our friend Ryan. I don't know what joke. I don't know what I said that could have triggered you remembering an actual game with dicks breathing fire so so here's the thing when you started that sentence what is the name of that game i was at 100 percent certainty that i was going to know what you were talking about <laughs> the second you said steam that dropped to probably less than one percent yeah <sighs> well I, i'm friends computer with gaming doesn't matter on steam and i was just gonna say a while ago, there was like some sale. It was around Christmas or whenever. It was one of those times Steam had the big sale, and there was some game. Uh, I, ha- I I I cannot remember the name of it, but you play as like an anthropomorphic dick, <laughs> and like oh. you you move around like it's done in a cartoon kind of style and you move around like your apartment and and you're real clumsy so you just slam into things and I saw it. And I gifted it to our friend Ryan, and <laughs> I just thought it'd be really funny to do that. Um, 
The question is, did you ever log back in and check to see how many hours he logged playing that game? Because like, no, but that's a good, I, I feel like good it question. was either zero or it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one or the other and no judgment mm. on ryan's part because like it could just be funny to play a game like that it reminds me of a game that i wanted to buy for you tom but i only saw it on playstation back in the day and maybe it's mm. on steam now but i think it's called like my name is mayo oh uh so i gotta look it up yeah Give my name tom this game right now my my name is mayo <laughs> it it's literally you are a jar of mayonnaise Oh my god! I have to. I have to give this that's, to Tom. I'm actually. I'm going to look this up. What is it called? My name is Mayo. It's. Uh, it costs ninety nine cents on the PlayStation Store. And you're just. Uh... Are we? Are we? I'm watching videos of this real quick. <laughs> Genital jousting. That's what? what's the name of the game. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to just yell out. I know. <laughs> Like you were you like you were throwing down a challenge, like Keith like genital jousting now. I imagine this is why every year when Tom says that he has to do all those courses, like all those sensitivity training things for, <laughs> for <laughs> yell out genital jousting. I, the I, middle think of class. It's, I think it's because when when you know people are like in class being quiet and stuff, Tom just remembers something and just yells <laughs> it at the top of his yep. lungs out of context. <laughs> okay, I do do that, but I don't yell genital jousting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will. Mean... <laughs> I, I will suddenly be in the middle of talking, and I'll stop, and I go, "Oh!" And they they look at me. I'm like, "Oh no, that's not for you. I just remembered something important, but that's not for you." That's and then I just you. continue <laughs> because, and then you, you know, go, remember, "My eyes like, are up here." Yeah, well, like, for instance, I, I remembered I, I needed to, we have a bicycle wheel that we use for a demonstration on angular momentum, and it needed to be pumped up, and I was meaning to do that for, like, two weeks, and it was the day of the demonstration, I was like, shit, I still haven't done that, and I remembered it in the middle of the lecture, I was like, oh, crap, so after lecture, I immediately ran out to my car where I have one of those pumps that you plug in the cigarette lighter. Mm-hmm. I use that to pump up the, the bike tire. But... I don't believe it's called a cigarette lighter anymore, it, unless it has the actual cigarette lighting adapter Mine on does it. have it. Mine what? has the original cigarette lighter push oh, thing in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Your car, you've had that car for a while. Yeah. My last couple cars haven't had that. The the my name is Mayo game is not as great as I thought it would look to give uh, Tom. No, I think it's just a jar of mayonnaise. It's a jar of mayonnaise that you tap, and <laughs> one of the things it says when you tap on it is hold on, what did this one say? This one says, right? It it was raining dogs and cats, and then it says Mayo. My dad wanted <laughs> me to be like him, Mayo. I have a secret to hide from everybody, Mayo. And then, oh boy, I feel horny, Mayo. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's, it says, no, hold on. I just pulled up the you, video. It's you just a, tap on the it's bottom a touching, of the bottle. Hold yeah. on. It says, here comes the touching story of a Mayo jar. And they show the jar. And it says, struggling with identity issues. And then they put mm-hmm. emo hair on it. <laughs> based on real life gameplay experience oh no yeah I remember seeing it like a long time ago and just being like 
man, I wish I could buy this for Tom because he hates mayo so much. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's 99 cents. How could you go wrong? Even, yeah. if it's, even if it's terrible. But the problem is Tom doesn't have a PlayStation, I don't think. Uh, I have a PlayStation 2, Keith. Thank you very much. I don't know if it's available <laughs> on that. I don't think it is. Yeah. I want to say I was on my PlayStation 3 when I found it. Mm. I don't think you can find it on there anymore. Now I have a, yeah, now I have a 4. Maybe it's on the 4, but... I don't know. What's up, Internet? Welcome to Cartoon Commentary, a podcast where four friends talk about old, new, and sometimes really old cartoons. I'm Corey, walloping web snappers, Zamir. I'm Tom. I don't care which one. Get them both, O'Connell. I'm Keith. I think I just made a work of art, Barnofsky. And I'm Dylan. I have a headache. Conlon. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're talking about the oldest cartoon we've ever taken a look at. Spider-Man from the 19... I think it's 1960... uh, Yeah, 1967. That sounds so weird to say. I want to say 86, even Mm -hmm. though it's not. Um, The series... And we're looking at the very notable and iconic I guess for literally just a meme uh, Mm -hmm. episode Double Identity which I don't remember which episode it was it was like 19B I think yeah I didn't even take note of that to be honest apparently they were you know doing that whole two, two different episodes which for some reason in my head was something that started with Rugrats but I guess that just shows how <laughs> young we are <laughs> I guess a lot of I actually remember a lot of like Hanna-Barbera cartoons yeah. probably doing that because you didn't have like yeah. a 22, me- ep- 22 minute episode of the Flintstones or the Jetsons or something like that yeah, I was even thinking like Yogi Bear I remember watching exactly, yeah. like, like how yeah. many picnic baskets can you steal in 22 minutes Right. <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Sounds like a good challenge, though. You go to a, yeah. go to a crowded park, and you set a 22-minute timer, and you, all right, whoever gets the most picnic baskets wins. So basically, next time uh, for, for Carter's birthday, we're going to have a challenge to see who could steal as many like picnic baskets and things as possible. Yeah, just don't let me know about it. Yeah, I was going to say, he's not my kid, but I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll be there at the birthday party, so, you know, I'll be involved in some way. (laughs) Yeah, so I wanted to talk about this cartoon, because at the time when I thought about it originally, I was probably going to be able to get this episode out in time for the new Spider-Verse movie that's coming out, but I think that's probably not going to happen now. Or maybe it is. Maybe you're listening to it and I've rearranged things. Who knows? Uh, But Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is coming out. Or came out. Or is coming out now. And I I felt like... Going back to a different Spider-Man... Multiple times I was just like... Trying to pick a Spider-Man episode. But he's had so many different series... And 
finding one that works for an episode of cartoon commentary is kind of difficult, especially if you're used to the one that we grew up with, the the 90s Spider-Man. Because every episode, that one was so story-driven that every episode was 22 minutes long, and it would be like part three of five part five you know like everything was a multi-part episode other than like the first episode of the actually i think the first episode was a two-parter so every every episode of that cartoon is a multi-part episode it's kind of crazy and there'd be a whole bunch of story to explain and also kind of the kind of like why none of us have picked gargoyles yet because exactly great show heavily narrative same thing. Yeah, it's the same. Th- same same, same formula where everything yep. leads into the next thing, and to do an episode yeah. like twenty two, you have to explain a lot of the stuff that came before it. Yes. And in a lot of cases here, unless you're really familiar with the show, that's not going to be possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I came to the Spider Man cartoon from the eighties. I think, actually, I, I wish I had written any of this down, like, what year these things came out and because there was a Spider-Man cartoon from the 80s that did 22-minute episodes that's actually not that poor quality. Oh, wow. And I might have even hinted at it. Maybe I will have edited it out by now because I ended up not picking it. Uh, that we were going to be talking about a tentacle episode. Keith was going to finally experience his first hentai. <laughs> And it was because I was doing a Dr. Octopus episode of Spider-Man. Oh, I don't know if that counts. There's a metal... Nah, metal well, tentacles. I mean, he, he fucks Peter with the tentacles, so... Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe. I, I only watched it once. And then a whole bunch of stuff came up. Uh, and I was just like, wait. What's what are the other Spider-Man cartoons? And I know there's like Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends, and then there's even a Disney one right now, Spidey and his Amazing Friends. Yep. But I wanted to go back to like the oldest possible Spider-Man episode. Mm. And at the end of the first Spider-Verse movie, there's a post-credit scene where they do a joke of the scene that happens in this episode that keeps getting memed of a Spider-Man <laughs> pointing at a Spider-Man. Mm. And I figured now's a pretty good time to take a look at that. So, Sure. And that meme actually gets turned into three Spider-Mans pointing at each other. Yeah, <laughs> often. And then, <laughs> and then like, extrapolated into even more. Yeah, Honestly, yeah, because... I, had, I had to figure that out through context just because... I, so I watched this episode because Corey picked it, and then I was like, oh, that's like the But meme. where's the rest? But there's only two of them. <laughs> yeah. What about when there was like six of them? And I'm like, yeah. oh, wait. Yeah, we live in a technology-driven meme age. Which I love. Well, that's the thing. I, the thing you're thinking of might have been from the end of the Spider-Verse movie. I don't remember exactly how many they go oh, to in that one, but they do oh. the two. I, I may be wrong on this, but I think that when they were making those Spider-Man movies, they had all three actors together, and they decided to recreate the meme. So it's actually all three of them in their suits pointing at each yeah, other, you, and it became you're a thinking meme about, because they did it. Yeah, whatever yeah, that was. You're thinking about the live action. I'm talking about the yeah. uh, the cartoon one. Ah, uh, I thought you were talking that about That stars uh, Miles Morales mm-hmm. instead of Peter Parker. 
Um, but yeah, they did. They also did a photo shoot for that, which I don't think they included in the movie. It was just something that they kind of did for fun afterwards. Mm. Um, yeah, and I definitely wanted to pick a Spider-Man episode just because also my favorite, you know, superhero of all time. I think he really? kind of slaps his nuts a, on all the a, DC a, heroes. That's a strong forehead. statement. It's very strong. Yeah, I stand by it though. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but I'm now now that you said that, I'm pondering it over. Like, you know, what mine would be? Where? What? What? Like, what are my choices? I, I, I feel mm. like people gravitate towards you either. Like, I feel like there's usually three pillars. Most people will like Batman. Think he's the best ever. Then you have the people that will like Superman, and then you have the people that like Spider-Man. At least, uh, I feel like if you were to break uh, everybody into three. like a yeah. Venn diagram, like I feel like that has to be your top three. Batman, Superman, yeah. or Spider-Man? I mean, I, if, it, if that's all I'm getting, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm picking Batman. Yeah. And like, I, not to disparage the other ones, I mean, well, yeah. specifically we'll disparage Superman because he kind of sucks. But... Yeah. Like, Spider-Man, I feel like, has just, like, a story and a background that makes so much more sense for comic books. And, and I realize how ridiculous that statement is, because comic books are... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but Wacky, he's... zany, no one's ever yeah. dead, really. He's way more relatable, though, because you gotta figure, like, you know, Superman was an alien from another planet. Batman is a just multi-billionaire that inherited all of his wealth and has like money is no object and he's like super smart but like and he's Spider done more training than he oh, had time to actually have done the training yes in. a lifetime of training in like a year yeah <laughs> like a couple mm -hmm. lifetimes worth of training but like spider-man is just... different things like you must have a time machine at least <laughs> well you got at millions least. of dollars but like spider-man's a kid Right, he's like literally trying to kid. He's, yeah, he's a kid trying to just like scrape by. You know, like he's got his part time job. He's trying to manage like his social uh, interactions with his friends. Like it's just so much more relatable. He's, exactly. He's like because no one, no one out here is a billionaire looking up to. Well, most pe ninety nine point nine percent of people that read in comics aren't a billionaire that can relate to Bruce Wayne and be like, damn. All these bitches on my dick, I, you know? <laughs> and let's be honest. I get it, Bruce. I get much, it, Bruce. Pretty much every Uncle Ben has gotten shot, so... Holy crap. Yeah. It's, Corey, it's why, quick, it's why you stop naming your children Ben, because when they become an <laughs> uncle, they get murdered. <laughs> yeah, so, they're, oh, so yeah. their nephew could learn, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It's, you know, very important. Right. Or they could just read the comic and, you know, spare their uncle. Yeah, they could. They should. I mean, yeah. And, like, specifically Superman, my issue with Superman is, so you're basically stronger than everybody you ever face as a villain. Yeah, he's overpowered. And the second you face somebody who's on your level, you get killed. Like, <laughs> great job, my dude. Oh, man. There's great a, job. There's something you guys would like, I'd have to find it, I'm not sure what the name of it is, but... There's someone who, uh, good old TikTok, there's someone that makes TikTok videos, and what they do is they have a giant spinning wheel, and 
the spinning wheel obviously has different choices on it, and it basically creates a superhero in some sort of universe with powers, without powers, what it's doing, and stuff like that. And they like they gauge it on a zero a scale of zero to ten and how good that superhero actually would be. I actually should find that you guys you guys would like that a lot. Well, that's that's kind of like that game that I got you like years ago, Tom. That Super Punch game or whatever. Oh, Super Fight? I have that Super, one. Super Fight. Super yeah, that's fight. what it yeah, is. Yeah, Super Fight, yes. Where it's that like, it, 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 like it, pairs, it pairs two, like, you know, two random, you know, superheroes, villains, whatever, against each other. But then there's, like, other mm-hmm. cards you throw into the mix to be like, okay, well, let's give them an environment to fight in. And then mm. let's give them each, like, an attribute. And, like, the attributes are, like, anything from, like, I don't know, like, crazy-ass strength to, like fires lasers out of your nipples like you know and then and then the whole game is that you just have an argument about which one would win hey listeners Corey here real quick to see if you can help us out and grow the podcast by leaving a five-star rating on itunes also if you enjoy the show wouldn't it be great to share it with friends and family just a suggestion speaking of technology the the guy who i work for um, doing gutters on Fridays. Uh, he's got like a really old computer and he was like trying to do his taxes and stuff. And like, he's like, I still do my taxes with a disc. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you realize you don't need a disc to do your taxes. Right. And like, I had to show him how to like do it online, like just enter your information, all this stuff. And then the other day he's like, he has like a, someone who like sets up his website for like a, a computer person and he comes to my apartment because he had to pay me for the uh the gutter job and he's like hey uh so what's what's with like a gmail account and i'm like what do you mean he's like well we still have aol and like we kind of want a gmail account and i turned to him like bro i can make you a gmail account in two seconds like (laughs) we literally just go on and we just make it and he's like really and he's like well what do i do i had to explain to him all about like what what do i do with all my customers and stuff like that just tell him you have a new email address that's it And I asked him, like, how many people do you have actually emailing you? He's like, well, not a lot. I'm like, everybody calls you, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, then just tell them that's your new email. I literally yeah, well. gave him an email address, gave it to him. He's like, it's, it's all set up. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're good to go, bro. <laughs> you're all set. This guy's living in 1990. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, Gmail, didn't you used to, like, need an invite or something? It know. used there used to be some sort of barrier for entry. Mm. I don't know. It was something along the lines of like how Facebook was only for college kids for a while. I had, I don't. By the time I got a Gmail, it was like well after people were using it because I used um, Hotmail for a while. Yeah, Ooh, sexy, sexy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Hotmail. I, I definitely, I specifically, since I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning of time. There's a podcast I was listening to, Geek Nights. So like 2009. That. No, earlier than that. Actually. Damn, that's. Um. And they. This was back when you had to go to their website and actually click the download link. Oh yeah. So before before podcast. Before, well, before it was a pod, was, yeah. yeah, before a podcatcher mm. really existed, and I remember them specifically talking about Gmail. As if it was like this, the, the holy grail of email accounts. <laughs> and that you like needed some sort of like reference or invite to 
create a Gmail account. Like it was in like beta or something. Um, I will admit on the note you said before about living in the 90s, the guy living in the 90s, I feel like I've been living in the past for like the past week. Because not only, what year did we say this uh, episode was from? 19 what? 67. 67. So that's, you know, that's really far back. Or 68, but the show is from 67 in general. And then I guess step forward, uh, you know, 30 years or 20 years or whatever, a lot of the music I've been playing lately, I don't know if you guys saw it posted, like I did uh, like uh, a Weezer song and I looked it up and it came out in 1995. I was like, oh my God. Crap. And then the other song I did, what was the other one I did? Oh, it was a... it was a uh, Foo Fighters song that came yeah. out in like the 90s. And I was like, why am I living in the 90s right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I noticed with a lot of the cartoons we end up watching from the 90s. Because you'll look at, I'll remember things as like, oh, I must have been like 10, 13 when I was watching that. When mm. in actuality, I was probably like 7, 8, 9. Yeah. Kind of mm. space. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus, I don't remember watching it in 94. Hmm. You know, like, it always seemed like something that was so much closer to, like, the late 90s. Like, with Hey Arnold, specifically, well, is one of the ones that was just like, really? I think, this I early? think, like, maybe it's one of those things that they played reruns for a while, and you watched it. Sure. But you watched it for a like couple of years, the, so then... By in the, a lot of cases, I'm thinking of, like, cartoons that I remember coming out for the first time. True. True. Like, I remember when Hey Arnold was new. Yeah. Like, I don't remember when Rugrats was new, but, like, Hey Arnold was, like, one of the new, like, the new cartoons back when I was watching Nickelodeon, because that was really my only cartoon channel, aside from the weekends. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, we should probably get into this episode. Yep. Uh, It's only, like, 11 minutes long, 10 minutes long, but still. (laughs) So... The episode starts off, Spider-Man is responding to an alarm at the Museum of Rare Books. Uh, great name. I wish we had he one is... of those. Oh, yeah. Like, like a, a museum that's so catered to just, like, one exact item. Yes, like, no, no paintings, no sculptures, no, like, it's, oh, just rare books that is it and it may you know what there's probably a museum out there in the world that exists for that but sure but like no one would go to it because they're not gonna let well, you touch the book yeah they're not gonna let you read them like you can't so you pick could them just up look at the spine i guess <laughs> like maybe you could have someone model it for you and just like here <laughs> aim the pages at my face maybe let's yeah or everything's something. under you know, glass like, what do you do you're like wow yeah, yeah like, that one really looks like it's about to crumble It's not like looking at fossils at the fucking museum where it's just like, hey, this is interesting. Look at this. Like, books are something you'd want to actually, like, open up and. You know what? Maybe maybe they're just ahead of their time, though, because I feel like with the. With the invention of all, like, the smartphones, tablets, and e readers, eventually, like, you know, 100, 200 years from now, whatever they will just stop printing paper books. Everything will just be fully electronic. And then somebody will open a museum of rare books because books will just be super fucking rare because they won't be printing any new ones. Um, on your point of going into, I guess, a museum and 
seeing books that you you can't open and read. Like I forget what it was actually in the Spider Man show. Like, like they were just <laughs> lined up like a library where you could only see like the spine of them. I mean, like I guess that kind of sucks. It was displayed better. Like you could actually like see like a couple pages in the book. Uh, I get what you're saying, but it's also very cool to at least see the book. It's like I went to the Ramones exhibit in the Queens, and Johnny Ramones' guitar is sitting there in a glass case, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to play that. But at the same time, I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's really cool to see. Obviously, it's different because it's a guitar in a glass case, not a book like on a bookshelf. Well, but, yeah, but you also have to think about time period. This is 67, mm. and how interesting is this, the outside appearance of a book gonna, like have for you? Like a lot of a lot of old rare books are gonna look pretty similar. Yeah, they're just like leather bound, like leather bound covers, and just like ah. Well, yes. so is is the book gonna be on display so you can see the cover, or are you only seeing the spine of the book? I I do see that. I wish that I didn't bring up how weird this was. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting into it. Not, now well, we're no, our audience is falling asleep at their steering wheel right now. We're risking people's lives to talk about this. So Spider-Man is quite surprised to learn that the thief at the museum is Peter Parker. Uh, when he tries to capture him, Peter, quotation marks, uses a special camera that momentarily paralyzes him. Also when freezes Spir- his webs, like, mid-shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, very, very good technology there. Uh, I-, I noticed there's a lot of stuff that happens in here just because. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, people have technology and abilities that just, like, don't make, don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> Especially near the end of the episode. Um... When Spider-Man snaps out of it, Peter and his chauffeur, Brutus, are making their getaway. Spider-Man makes one last attempt to stop them, but is batted aside by the powerful Brutus. He wallops him. Um, Now, the next scene. At the Daily Bugle, we have Captain O'Malley contacting J. Jonah Jameson about the robbery. Over the phone... J. Jonah Jameson defends Peter, stating that he doesn't hire thieves. I wish I could do a J. Jonah impression. I feel like in this... In this I don't hire thieves! Yeah, but I feel I like in, in this show, he also had a very, like, yeah, see? Like, mm. everybody... <laughs> yes. You have to think of the time period, though. Like, uh, I know, that's just how people... The 60s, these are Canadian actors trying to do oh, what yeah. they <laughs> would perceive as, like, Nah, saying yeah. kind of like you know snarky American accents. Is, what you're saying is they were racist towards Americans. I get it. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, it doesn't. Yes, yeah. the Canadians are racist towards Canadians. Americans. Hey, Clearly. you know what? I've heard that they committed a whole bunch of war crimes at some point. So <laughs> I don't know what where to go with that, Keith. So nowhere. thank you for saying <laughs> Just that. Don't go nowhere. Don't, don't, oh. All right. Don't do it. I don't want the Mounties coming. I'm out not fact checking yet. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, some somebody, here. somebody posted it's a meme. Somebody posted a meme that said too. that uh, half of the reason for the whole Geneva Convention was Canada. So, <laughs> and I don't think it's probably true, but I want to believe it is. God, you're killing me with these like political things uh, that I'm going to have to. That's not political. Do a whole bunch of research. Crimes. Sure. Oh, yeah. That's not political. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if there's any backing to it. I just saw it's a meme. Like... Oh, Keith. You don't have to cut me. it out, Corey. It's fine. All right. Well, this is on Keith. This yeah, is Keith's go. job if yeah. uh, All right. just fire him. I mean, they're going to hate me either way. For. Either I'm right and Canada did Keith, commit a bunch of war crimes. Him. And I, just, and, and I just and I brought light to it when I shouldn't have. Or they didn't, and they're going to be mad that I accused them of it. But whatever. All right, so anyway, uh, <laughs> Betty, who I'm not sure if in this cartoon ends up dating Peter. Uh, it's kind of like a common thing that happens early in Peter Parker's life. Uh, she's complimenting Jay Jonah on standing up for Peter because he never does. He, he's always really harsh on him. And Jonah reveals that he doesn't want Parker to drag down the reputation of his newspaper. And that's the only reason he's really defending him. So. Checks out. We now get to see that the second Peter Parker is in reality. Uh, Charles Cameo. A <laughs> character made up for this episode that I'm pretty sure is probably never ever used again. Because... There's definitely Spider-Man villains that would fit this bill that didn't exist, I guess, maybe, back when this was made, like specifically the Chameleon, mm -hmm. uh, and they just used some random guy uh, using makeup and being an actor. Um, he's an ex-actor turned criminal. For his next crime, he decides to impersonate the renowned abstract artist Salvador Fris. Fricasio. Yeah, Fricasco? Fricasco. I can't read it. It's an amalgamation of Salvador Dali and, and Picasso. Yeah, and Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, like, supposed to be like that. Fricasco. It's, like, one of those names that if you were actually named that, you would change it. It's, like... <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. Is it... Fr I thought it was Fricasso, not for Costco. Yeah. For Costco is where I go to buy a dollar fifty hot dog for and a soda. <laughs> Maybe I have it written wrong here, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, so this artist is actually already out of town, so he's not in danger of actually running into him. Um, Cameo arrives at the exhibit as for Costco, or for Casso, for Casso. I don't know. <laughs> and throws a tantrum because his work is on display upside down, which honestly kind of hard to tell. Maybe it is. Who knows? That <laughs> that was a like... brilliant move, though. That was brilliant because yeah. nobody knew if they were up or down because it's abstract modern art bullshit. So I thought that was. <laughs> I really did think that there was. There goes all of our all. artists, modern art uh, <laughs> abstractists from our okay. listening pool. I, I've seen Picasso's Goethe when I was in Spain years ago. It was It's huge. It's this massive mural. That's what she said. And, and it's it, called it's, Goethe. <laughs> Goethe. <laughs> the Goethe. The Goethe. Anyhow, yeah, interesting and cool, but then, like, after seeing that and then seeing, like, a bunch of other paintings that was the same style, I was just like, I don't know. This isn't a style for me. I'm not into it. I'm not saying it's not for everyone. I mean, some people would be into it, but, uh, yeah, not for me. So, But we already offended all the, our listeners, so I'm not too worried about mm -hmm. it anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, Makes sense. The one, the, the painting scene, just when I was watching it, 
It reminded me of the scene in Always Sunny where Frank pretends to be that short yes. ar- ar- artiste lady with the white hair, and he walks into the bar and he says all those <laughs> words, trash, facetious, yes. all this stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> So, he demands that they uh, remove all the artwork and return it to him at once. Um, While on patrol, Spider-Man swings by the exhibit, just, you know, happenstance. And, you know, convenient for the episode. Uh, When he sees Fricasco, for some reason he recognizes that that's an artist and, like, he knows him by name and... Well, also recognizes like, that he's obvious. supposed to be in Europe right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah, apparently... like, knows way too much. I understand yeah. he works at the paper, but, like, that's just, like, a level of knowing a little bit too much that's going on in, like, one of the busiest cities yeah. in the unless, fucking world. Unless, yeah. unless he's, like, a, a secret, like, admirer or, like, a exactly. fanat- like, fanatic is this of his some, work. Like, how would you even know all this? There's no social media back then. But that's, like, yeah. what, did he so, tweet like, it? Not how, only, did you know? how do you know? Not only did he, could he be know... Anywhere. Not only did he know that was him, but he knew that he was out of the country. (laughs) Mm. And specifically in Europe. Yep. So, when Spider-Man tries to stop them, Cameo covers their escape uh, with high-velocity tubes of paint that coat Spider-Man head to toe. He basically flops around in it, uh, basically making, what is it, a Jackson Pollock painting? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where he says, oh, oh, oops, I think I made a, a work of art. And he, mm. yeah, I thought that was just a dig to, like, the actual art. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's good. Okay. This like, was Tom throwing Spider-Man the alley-oop there and slam dunking it in their face. Yeah. So the next day, Jonah is scheduled to pick up a memorial statue for the police at Budinsky's studio, which doesn't make sense because why would you? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Why is J. Jonah Jameson the head of the Bugle, the Daily Bugle, the one that is like tasked with picking up? I mean, a memorial statue for the police. He is. Like, you don't have anybody else. How many people live in this fucking city? True. Mm. He is obviously connected to the police at least because he was on the phone earlier with the chief of police. Right? Sure. So I mean, like at but, least but that he's makes sense. Somewhat involved, but it still doesn't make enough sense for him to be picking up the award unless unless he was supposed to be like the presenter of it. But they didn't explain any of that. So no. Ah. Uh. But yeah, that could be the case. That that would make more sense than just randomly calling him up and being like, "Hey, oh, you know what it is? I figured it out." Uh, earlier in the episode, uh, Captain O'Malley calls uh, and you know, "Hey, Peter Parker just robbed the bookstore," and uh, you know, Jameson's going on and on. No, it can't be him. Can't be him. Do you notice they they immediately drop the investigation on Peter Parker yeah. just from that? So maybe this is sort of the That's, you know yeah. I scratch your back, you scratch my back. You guys drop the investigation on my employee. I'll go pick up your statue for you. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like they know where Peter would live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no one investigates. Yeah. Like these are like this isn't all happening in the same day. This is like multiple 
yeah. different days of the week. And it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, so he stole, you know, all this stuff. Eh, don't check it out. It couldn't have been him. I mean, it's like... Yeah. I guess his vouch was enough. J. Jonah mm-hmm. vouched for him. It's, it's New what York City, say? though. I mean, the police are busy, right? I mean... Yeah. Mm. So, Cameo ends up uh, phoning in a fake news story, which has a different meaning nowadays, I guess, but sure. Yeah. Um, that prevents Jonah <laughs> from arriving at the studio on time. Jonah is livid when he learns that he already picked it up and blames Spider-Man for the entire situation because that's his agenda. Is I hate Spider-Man. So, Spider-Man's a menace. So I get this. This is like the first Spider-Man, Spider-Man cartoon, right? But yeah. like the fact that like the mental gymnastics he has to go through in this episode to blame Spider-Man for fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, everything. That's, that's it, what it's been in everything. Even even in like. Well, I don't know about modern day comics, but like the comics I read when I was growing up and the cartoon series I was watching, like he had the same like irrational hatred of Spider-Man. Well, which I totally get, but the thing is is like it's like Spider-Man can literally be not connected to it whatsoever and he's like, "I don't know. I bet it was Spider-Man even though exactly. nobody saw him there." <laughs> like Yep. <laughs> It's just, it's funny that, like, it all stems, like, J. Jonah Jameson stems from this cartoon, and I get then, in all of the more modern stuff, why he has such a hard-on for Spider-Man. It's because he always had a hard-on for (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Well, I know in, like, the, in the latest video game series, they actually have, um, J. Jonah Jameson be a podcaster. Who huh. like spends his entire time like slandering Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, that sounds ah. about right. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, Jameson's next appointment is to pick up the Bottolini goblet for an antique show the next day. Um, I don't know why everybody's having him transport all these priceless yeah, items. This fucking but... like ch- editor in chief of this newspaper is just like a fucking courier at this point. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> he owed the cops a favor. That's true. And the thing is, you wouldn't delegate someone below you for this. Like, I understand it's a big deal, but it's also, like, not your fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. You think, I mean, he has his, like, personal assistant. You think he would just be like, hey, yeah, I, Patty, I'm, go get this. I'm busy, can you go get this and bring it back here? Yeah, but for the mm-hmm. sake of the episode, you know, yeah. we have to do it this way. This is this this very much reminds me of I think I've brought it up multiple times now, but like when I was in creative writing in high school and it was just like I had a beginning and a supposed end and I had no idea how I was getting there. <laughs> well, and I we just kept writing these. until I tried to figure it out and it's just like things would just happen because that's what happened. Oh yeah. Well, I was going to say we could fix these plot holes though. We we've been figuring it out. He 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 owes a favor to the cops, and he knows he hires you know thieves for employees. So he's not going to leave this important task up to one of his underlings. Mm. So we figured it out. It makes sense. We could also say that he probably got caught like with some coke or something prior to this episode well, starting, is, and yeah. he's he's trying to work off that debt with the police too. The thing is, like these tasks he has isn't something you could ask for. It's something that someone would have to ask you to do for them. 
Yeah. Right. Because no, so otherwise, like, that's favors. super sketchy to begin with. So if it's just like, hey, man, I know you have, like, this really priceless artifact. <laughs> Would it be okay if I brought it from point A to point B for you? Yeah. No reason. You know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal in the United, in New York over here. My, my idea of it was, like... It kind of reminded me of, like, what the real world is. Like, yeah, you have the cops, but you have, like, the corrupted people above them who are actually really controlling them and stuff like that. So it's like I saw, like, I, I may be wrong because I haven't watched too many episodes, but, uh, you know, it seemed like that guy has a lot of money and a lot of power, and he basically just runs the city and does whatever he wants. Well, I mean, you do see that with J. Jonah, like, kind of manipulating O'Malley into... <laughs> setting up a a trap for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which we're about to get into. Yeah. Um, when J. Jonah ends up going to the store to meet the manager, um, Spider-Man comes down and webs Jonah up, thinking he's the imposter. As it turns out, the store manager was Cameo, and he escapes with the goblet. Um, Jameson is fed up with the string of robberies, especially those that implicate him, which, of course, also... Not interacting with the police in, like, an you're-going-to-jail kind of way. Just innocent until proven guilty, I guess. Yep. Which, I said it, but it's like, that's actually what it's supposed to be, but... Yeah. In the world we live in today, it's not the way it usually works out, no, so it's weird No, it's to usually say. the police intimidate you into you doing something wrong, and then they arrest you anyway. And hopefully they don't shoot you in the process. Well, oh, no. yeah, if you're not white, I guess that's that's definitely yeah. a risk. If you're white, you're you're generally a little bit safer you're probably from good. that front. You're probably good. Yeah, unfortunately, you know. So, this is the point where uh, Jameson comes up with the plan of... Uh, getting the police chief to set a trap for Spider-Man. Uh, O'Malley, the police chief, uh, reluctantly agrees, and they plant a news item in the bugle about rare tapestries being moved, hoping it will bring out the thief. Jameson believes it to be Spider-Man. O'Malley knows better. Um, so Brutus, uh, Cameo's thug, takes the place of one of the uniformed cops after doing, like, the most routine, like, I'm standing in the middle of the road in New York City, where there would obviously be, well, hell, a lot more cars and a lot more lanes of traffic, and thus this wouldn't really work. But I'm also going to just, like, have you roll down your window and get knocked the fuck out, and no one sees this because it's New York, where there's a million witnesses for anything... Brutus has one move, and it's basically just it's punch him in the punch face. Punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. And the thing is, he, do, he does one of those punches where you don't even turn your hand. It's just a sideways hand. Yeah. Like a good old Hanna-Barbera punch, kind of. Yep. yep. <laughs> where it's just like, we're not animating that fist turn sideways. Bam! <laughs> Kapow! You know? Yeah, it's the, the upright fist punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right in the ass. That's a band name right there. Oh. The Upright Fist Punch. <laughs> oh, that does sound like a sex move, doesn't it? Punch. It does. Doesn't the it? Upright Fist Punch. Oh, you know, I can't come to work today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they they tried out the Upright Fist Punch on me last night. And I, just, I just can't move, to be honest. <laughs> I'm laid up real hard after that one. 
<laughs> so, so he takes the place of one of the uniformed cops and helps load the tapestries into the police van when he gets there. At this point, Spider-Man appears. Then another Spider-Man appears. Uh, cue meme. Cue meme. Um, as they have some confusion as to who the real Spider-Man is, one of them suggests they have the showdown to prove who is real. The loser, <laughs> so, and the loser will be unmasked. I like how it was it Captain or Chief Chief O'Malley. <laughs> like how sounds Spider, fair Spider, enough. Yeah, Spider-Man's like, no, we're fair gonna enough. have a we're gonna have a test of strength here to figure out who the real Spider-Man is, and you can unmask the loser. And he's like, righto, UFC, we got yeah. it. Like, let's <laughs> <laughs> okay, no well, I got right. you. No I got you. Well, no fish right. hook anglers. <laughs> yeah, so he emphasizes no tricks. Yeah, so did that's you notice they, is. So when he said that though, did you notice they made his gun twinkle? <laughs> oh, did they? <laughs> they did. He's holding no a gun. No tricks. I'm just going to shoot you. He's pointing a gun at them and he said no tricks and then his gun twinkled. And it was just like, what the fuck? Dude? I don't know. I thought that was like a little it was a little weird and excessive where I was just like, did they have to like just extra point out that he's pointing at like I can shoot you dead at any moment. <laughs> So, Spider-Man shoots a web, then Cameo shoots a web, which is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, they need to explain how that did shit. you, How did you duplicate that technology on the fucking fly? I feel like their excuse is that he's just a really great actor. Yeah, like, but it's, like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I know, exactly. <laughs> Like yeah. what this what this brings to light is that literally, this guy could just be a superhero out there, and he chooses not to be. Mm. I mean, if you're you're either like a hero if he's or able to with the way this encounter goes, he could probably hang and oh, do some yeah. good out there, or at least use just being Spider Man as his villain act. Yeah, cameo does the web thing somehow. Doesn't make any sense. Then their webs get all entangled. Spider-Man somehow has like this tug of war where he doesn't just rip this guy's arms out of his socket. Like Spider-Man is supposed to be one of the strongest like Marvel superheroes. And the only reason he doesn't always seem like he is is because he doesn't kill. So if he's fighting a whole bunch of people, mm. he's not going to be punching through people. That's true. Like he, he honestly could. Because he's done things like where he's like stopped a train from falling off the bridge like with his body. Like mm-hmm. he's, mm. yeah, I guess we kind of discount the fact that he's like superhumanly strong. I'm just like, going to throw this out. I've, I've always never gotten that. I've always questioned where Spider-Man got his strength from. I'll just say radioactive that. spider. I'm so confused. I think it's just. I think the logic there is just because spiders, for the if, like spi- it, spiders for their size and their strength. strength. Exactly. So for a spider, yeah. the amount of strength that the spider has for its size, if you scaled that up to a human, like the human would be like, you know, godlike yeah. strength. Oddly enough, I think that works with almost any insect, though. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, any so like any insect-based like superhero that had the same rules would be like, yeah. I'm fucking stronger. Yeah. Sure. I think that and like if, ants can lift like ten times their own weight or something. And if, if I was able to do that, like yeah. I could throw a car. Well, I, and I want to point out. Well, if we're gonna get real technical, then you'd I'd imagine his circulatory system would would modify and be like a spider's as well. And then I think, oh, okay, so that's how he moves. Did you know that's how spiders move? Their their basically they their circulatory system goes through their legs. In their, oh, when their it's heart like a hydraulic pumps. system. It's a hydra yes, exactly. It's hydraulics. That's how what? so when a spider dies, their heart starts uh the heart stops pumping, and when it stops pumping, their legs curl up. Because they no longer have sure to keep no them more. extended. Yeah. What? Yeah. So wait, let me let me so so spiders don't actually use like muscles to move their legs? No, it's uh the circulatory system and the hydraulics behind it to, to move around. That's that. I never and, knew that. That's crazy. Uh, because, because their blood pumps through their legs. If they ever had their leg pulled off, like a normal, a normal animal would bleed out to death right away. Spiders have built in sphincters basically at all their armpits where their mm-hmm. arms meet their body. So if you pull off their leg, their, their armpit sphincter muscles clench <laughs> to stop the bleeding. What? I'm yeah. just <laughs> spiders are made out of assholes. Got spiders it. Spiders have a lot, have a lot of assholes. A lot of assholes. You even thought? Oh, yeah, spiders no. have like nine assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Spider-Man finally gets the upper hand. Hold on, on does Spider-Man cameo. have nine assholes? Yep. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's, it's like wizards and elves. You got more like than one. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a radioactive spider. It makes sense. Now, anytime I'm in, I watch a Spider-Man thing, that's all I'm going to think about. He's got buttholes on his arms and his legs. And great. The thing is, <laughs> fucking. It's awesome. only in case they get pulled off. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time remembering because it's been a while since I watched the '90s cartoon. But I think they have an episode where Peter either dreams he's becoming an actual spider, or he actually does become an actual spider, and then something reverses it. Oh, I do remember that. Mm. Yeah, where I, I think he there's does like the image one. of Peter Parker's human head on a spider body or something like that. Well, I think he starts oh, slowly just developing like extra spider mm. um buttholes? characteristics yeah well, i was gonna <laughs> say characteristics buttholes would yeah. be buttholes the definitely one. that's the first mm-hmm. one that's the first alarming one you know because like to be cl- you know, oh, hold on we're being unfair here to be clear we're saying butthole because we are not sophisticated enough to equate a sphincter being anything other than your butthole no that's it that's all it can be uh-huh. Sphincter's just a ring muscle. There's, there's more sphincters on Why? you than your butthole, Keith. Why did that sentence sound so just, weird? <laughs> it's just a ring muscle. Keith, you have a, a bladder sphincter that keeps you from pissing yourself all the time. So, And, and guess what? I, I also have, you have sphincters at the bottom of your ear that every time that I get kidney stones, I get stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ouch. Uh, so this, this brings up a whole, a whole new context to Beyonce's single lady song where she says, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh, 
Because <laughs> now I know fuck? that there's ring muscles. <laughs> oh, <God>. And <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this now. Just hold hold it in your brain until your brain explodes. I just I just I just feel like that whole Don't song. Unclench, that's for that sure. That whole song could have been like, "Hey, I want to I want to ring so we can get married," or it could have been like, "Hey, I want to do some butthole stuff." <laughs> One and the same, actually. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, so she was okay. She was saving saving that for marriage. Gotcha. The the opposite of religious, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually um, they do the butthole loophole until marriage. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's pretty much pretty close to being like another item on our bingo card. For yeah, I'm pretty sure that's coming a couple of times. <laughs> yep, it's gonna be on a shirt somehow. I don't know how, but we'll figure it out when I get to that episode editing it. I guess. Anyway, after playing a little bit of tug of war, which didn't make sense, he flings cameo towards the brick wall which he sticks to also doesn't make sense what the hell yeah. this guy yeah. has recreated all of spider-man's powers minus like a little bit of the strength i guess so in terms of like trying to figure out who the real spider-man is uh o'malley's kind of fucked because they seem kind of similar and that doesn't make any sense whatsoever uh spider-man follows cameo up the wall that he climbed up and jameson starts freaking out about uh he's getting away shoot him uh o'malley which one it doesn't matter shoot him (laughs) you know he doesn't care as long as spider-man gets got Mm. yep and when spider-man gets to the top of the roof uh once again another kapow punch from uh this time uh cameo instead of brutus but like absolutely getting hammered this episode with punches yeah mm. he's gotta have a and it's funny because in the 90s cartoon if you pay attention to it no one ever really exchanges blows yep because there was an anti-violence thing going on in cartoons back then it's more like the threat mm. of violence, and then eventually they either get away or he ties them up in webs. Well, yeah, it was a whole. It was always a whole bunch of web stuff, uh, a bunch of like doing like judo throws, kind of yep. thing. Yep. But like even characters like Venom and uh, Carnage, like they never really did anything other than kind of like wrestle with each other. Yep. And it was just like wow. I don't think I've seen Spider-Man punch or kick anybody. And that's literally all he does in video games. So it's like... (laughs) Spider-Man just got punched in the face. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Were you thinking about how many stages he has? Always. (laughs) Uh, He does some web slinging and hits him with the uh, good old missile drop kick. And then webs him up on top of the roof. Uh, I guess he finally got the best of him, which is just like this should have been like a no contest, like yeah. cameo. You just fucked up, kind of thing. Mm. And instead, it was like 
Spider-Man got away with it by the skin of his teeth kind of thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, way to portray your hero. Like, this isn't even a supervillain. No. What do you do when when all your actual <laughs> supervillains are in the episode? This is this is a, a uh, amateur actor, amateur thief. Mm-hmm. Like, that just hit, like, the right scenarios to pull up a pull off a couple heists yeah so spider-man lowers uh a webbed up cameo down and does the whole you know courtesy of your friendly neighborhood spider-man thing that he always does and they unmask him and everybody knows exactly who he is the me- the second they see him because you just know everybody in this town. There's only like six people that live here, so uh, well, no, it's obviously so if he Charles was an Cameo. Actor, if he was a an actor, actor, he's been in like some you know some plays and stuff around town, and sure, uh, but to just like eyeball him, oh yeah, like right from the jump, a, like ah, oh, that's who it is. Like you know, like in it's a not like he like was New on York. your suspect list. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's not. It, this isn't Scooby Doo where it's just like. It's got to be somebody that we encountered in this episode that, <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's like either... there's no breadcrumbs. It's just yeah. like, oh, I haven't seen this guy interacting in this situation. It's just like, oh, here it is. Charles yeah. Cameo. Well, because in Scooby-Doo, it's like, well, it's either an actual ghost or it's old man Crothers. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm. It's two options. So if the mask actually comes off, then it's the old man. Hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty much the episode. Yeah, he, he oh. like web swings away at the end. Um, we we didn't. Yeah, we didn't actually mention how when the mask came off at the very end. Did you notice he was wearing a wig? Yeah. Oh and yeah, yeah. It, so he was wearing a wig and he was bald underneath. That made me wonder why the fuck did he wear a wig under all those rubber masks? Yeah. Like it just that well, was like that's gotta pride. be so uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. He's prob- right. That's probably just like Charles Cameo. Yep. Like, you got to think back then, even though being bald would be super beneficial to like what he's doing with him trying right. to do all these like double identities of people. Um, mm. But like with the vanity aspect of it, it's just like no one wants, well, most people don't want to be bald. I wish all my mm. hair would go and get the fuck out of here at this point. It's just annoying. <laughs> Less maintenance, yeah. Like, what's left, what's left mm. of it is just like, I, stop lingering, guys. I, I love my full head of hair. I may not be able to grow a beard, but I love my full head of hair. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is, I don't even like my beard right now. I'm just too lazy to get rid of it. Mm. <laughs> like, it gets, to, it gets to a point where, I guess, because, like, my hair is naturally curly... You know how, like, some people can grow a beard and it will just, like, go down to, like, like, it'll just keep growing longer and longer? Mine just keeps getting fuller and fuller. (laughs) But it doesn't go anywhere. (laughs) So it's just, like, ridiculously thick. And I'm, like, constantly, like, oh, my God, I'm, like... having trouble eating things because my beard is getting in the way. I feel like you have to be careful of that, though, because if you let that go too long, what if it gets so thick that you can't even cut it? Well, I mean, you shave it, Keith. Well, I know. I, I don't want to explain to you on the podcast how facial hair works. I, I, well, I, I have a beard, and I trim it. When, when I grow out my facial hair, I look like a Spanish conquistador. 
<laughs> well, now you have to do it because I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. You can't just say that and not sh- show us. You this. could just walk around going, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you. Inquisition are different things. Oh, uh, whatever. It's close enough. <laughs> so, how many Jesus. spider sphincters out of 10 would you give Spider Man double identity? <laughs> Uh, I'll go first real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, just some things. I I wrote some stuff down. A lot of it you said. Some of it may not have, so I might repeat some stuff. But uh, the one thing that I really liked about the beginning of this episode was the music. Um, at, the very begir- at the very beginning, I remember being like really jazzy and old school, cool music. Like it, I was just in love with it. And mm-hmm. I love cartoons and music like that. Um, I also I love the drawing style and the sound effects of the you know the old cartoons is always just great. Um, I, you already brought this up, but I just I wrote it this way. I love how Spider Man keeps getting fucking rocked by the security guard. Just the punches, <laughs> just, just wailed in the face. He just gets rocked and like sits his ass down and gets beat. That's why you never you never knew that Spider Man's only weakness was just getting punched in the face. Yeah, just punch him in the face and <laughs> yeah. you're good. Uh, I also like the part where Spider-Man just got beat by the squirting paint. It's like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> you got squirted by paint and you got foiled. Um, the other thing I found a little weird, though, is, like, I guess it's because, you know, we have all the new Spider-Man movies with whatever the actor's name is, some terrible actor's names. Um, but, uh, Spider-Man's voice in this episode is very low, and yeah. it's like it caught me off guard. Like yeah. it wasn't bad, but I'm just used to like you know a teenager's voice, and yeah. it still looked like a teenager's body with like a 40 year old man's voice. <laughs> I was like, what the f- <laughs> what's going on here? It's yeah. like oh um, the rare bookstore. <laughs> yeah, and then the only other thing that kind of bothered me is when somebody shot at Spider Man, and. <laughs> Uh, oh, it looked oh, yeah, like he, he died. Shot. He got it, he, shot. Yes. Yeah, it, it looked like he died. And it cut to a commercial. I'm like, yo, did Spider-Man just get shot? Yeah. yeah. And then it, cu- it comes back, and he wakes up, and he just says, oh, I just got grazed by a bullet. And just he's like rubbing his head, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Yo, if you got grazed by a bullet, that's still gonna hurt really, really bad." There, the thing is, there was no, there was no tears in like his costume or anything. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. I just got, I got grazed by a bullet, but I'm okay. It didn't even hurt the cloth costume that I'm wearing. I, well, I like dear. how he, Dylan. I'll, I'll clear this up. I'll give you a third interesting fact about spiders. Uh, spiders are bulletproof. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shut up. You're lying right now. No, no. That's, that's not true. <laughs> fuck out of here. Dylan, you, you, you know why, though? It's because when they get hit by a bullet, all their sphincters close. Yo, exactly. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When Tom just said that, I truly believed him for a good solid five seconds. I was like, wait a minute. Are they really? Can you shoot a spider? Will it survive? <laughs> I was I was literally waiting for you to give me like some scientific explanation about like it like I don't know <laughs> spiders are bulletproof. You got me. I'll admit you got you got me with that one. You got, you got me with that one. <laughs> um, 
So this episode, I, I liked it a lot, um, to be honest. It was a good episode. I just, you know, I like the sound effects, the, the, the music, and just the way it was. I, I love the way these cartoons are drawn because it just takes so much mm. more effort for pe- and people actually taking time to make the cartoon. Not saying people don't do that nowadays, but, you know, nowadays everything's like, mm. you know, computer animated, but these were actually people drawing their cartoons, so I mm. really appreciate that. Um, uh, what do we, what's our rating name scale thing? Uh, s- spider sphincters Sphin- out of ten. Spider sphincters? Um, uh, I'll, I'll go with a solid 7.5. Like, the, I would definitely watch it again. Definitely watch it. Almost, almost an 8. Nice. Hmm. Um, right, well, I guess I, I'll go next because I just want to get this out of the way. I didn't like this episode. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to watch this series, to be honest, because there's just, like, so many aspects of it where I, maybe it's because, like, Spider-Man is such a big superhero to me that seeing him get clowned by non-super people is just really kind of frustrating. And I understand it's, like, the cartoon of... the, the style of cartoon of the time. Style of cartoon... I don't even know what I just said. But it works. You weren't going to have a crazy amount of violence. Like, your fight scene was going to consist of, like, generally just, like, one punch, one kick, one thing, and it's over kind of thing. Like, you're not going to have a drag-out brawl with the rhino or whatever. Uh... But it's just like, aside from the meme, which is barely even that interesting in the context of this episode, like, it's just literally like, they point at each other and that's it. And it's just like, that's the source of the meme, but it's like, in the episode, it's not like that ridiculously iconic moment from that iconic episode kind of thing for me. So I would I would be coming in much lower at a... Uh, four sphincters out of spider sphincters to be specific out of ten for Spider-Man Double Identity. Hmm. Uh, Keith, would you like me to go or would you like to? Oh, you go for it, Tom. Alright. So, I actually I think I'm leaning more towards Dylan's score. I'm going to come in with uh, 6.5 spider sphincters um, for pretty much the same reasons Dylan uh, already listed, uh, I kind of liked the the art style was sort of a throwback. It, it immediately made me think of like 1960s Scooby-Doo cartoons and something about that felt nostalgic, mm. even though it was yep. 20 years before we were born. But I remember growing up watching the reruns. So, um, you know, something about the style was kind of quaint and, and, and charming. Uh there were issues about the plot, like we kept bringing up the plot holes and things like that. That that kind of drove me nuts <laughs> uh, at certain points. But then I had a lot of fun talking about it with you guys, so it kind of balanced it a little. I, I might have even come in with a lower score than 6.5, but I enjoyed just talking about the episode. And I did <clears throat> start watching an episode after this, and then it said, you know what, I don't want to mix the two up, so I stopped watching so I could see myself potentially watching another couple episodes of this just to see if it's worth continuing. I'm kind of on the fence, but I'll definitely try another one. Um, but yeah. Oh, and when we went back, I muted the mic so I could listen to the actual theme song, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man, 
does whatever a spider can. Uh, I listened to that and I was like, oh shit, if, if I heard this before I watched this cartoon, I, I probably would have given it an eight just because of the theme song. Because it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty banging. But yeah, that's my score. 6.5. Yeah, Tom. Tom, that was a very good uh, singing voice you did there. I did not know you could sing. You actually sing in the scale. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm gonna go in just a little bit lower than Tom. I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't know. I'm taking into context like the the fact that it came out in the '60s and the you know to the points already made the the animation and the music. Um, even though I didn't watch this show in particular as a child, I watched some of the other Spider-Man cartoons, uh, but it felt like it had that nostalgic feel to it because we've seen other things in this animation style. Um, but I'm going to come in at a six because I feel like I am not going to watch more of this show, but at the same time, like if we were all hanging out and somebody was like, I'm going to put on old episodes of Spider-Man, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. (laughs) I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with watching it. I'd probably sit there and make fun of it. And that would, yeah, that would then also boost my, uh, my enjoyment level as well, you know, to the point mm. of like every time Spider Man gets punched in the face, you got to take a shot or something. That's yes. what I was, it's, it's crazy yes. that I was thinking the exact same thing at the same time, where it's just like this is a drinking game kind yeah, of show. Totally. So, I mean, so it's one of those things where I'm like, am I going to go and seek it out? No. Am I sad that I watched it? By all means, no. Like, it was fine, and I could see myself watching it in the future, just not like by myself choosing that if if I happen to have a moment of spare time. Yeah, and very specifically, I don't think this is something that Maya would give a shit about. Nah, probably <laughs> not. I bet you Barnofsky Barnofsky would like it. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, he's a little he's a little young for the uh, the web swinger. <laughs> Want to make yeah. sure so he has an average score of six for this, then I guess. Uh, I was just doing the quick math. So <laughs> that is going to do it for this episode of Cartoon Commentary. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you would do us the favor of leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate it. Take care, drive safe, and until all are one, I've been Corey. I've been Tom. I'm an actor. <laughs> And I've been Dylan. God, Zooks. <laughs> Slits fights. Bye bye. But goodbye. Dick. <laughs>